Welcome back to the Cinemania World podcast and a new episode for Throne Watch, the series in which we discuss, recap, and review each and every episode for HBO's House of the Dragon. As always, my name is Larry, and I am once again joined by my co-host, Miss Mads. Hey, girl. Hi, how are you doing? I'm all right. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm glad to be back. Yes, welcome back. So, just a, a quick update. How did you, how did you feel about episode nine? Episode nine was super stressful. I bought this book, but still haven't read it. So, I was very shocked okay. by the greens, uh, just straight up holding people captive and forcing people's hand but uh, i thought rainey's was a super badass and um yeah it was good to see like allison pissed me off because like obviously she's wrong and dumb but her being torn at least made me like Mm -hmm. her a little bit more not not a not a ton more because i'm still very angry but she's trying and it, it seems like the show From what I've heard about the books, it seems like the show is really, really emphasizing how her father is manipulating the situation and the men around her manipulating her rather than her being such a like cold hearted, power hungry person, um, which I'm sure is different than the books. But I like the idea of it um, for the show. It makes her seem more like a real person than like a caricature of a woman that wants power. Um, Yeah. But yeah, episodes stressed me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to uh, we'll get to a little bit more of it because I, I have a little bit of an issue at just the reasoning behind some of these changes oh, yeah. that were made, both from last episode into this episode. Um, I don't necessarily hate changes. I just am like, oh, I don't know if I like the the ongoing precedent yes, yes. of why they're happening so we'll we'll get into that momentarily but yes episode nine uh i knew it was coming as soon as viserys died they didn't even let they didn't even have a, a funeral really for Mm-mm. viserys like they didn't burn his body they didn't give him a targaryen funeral nothing obviously Rain rainera opens the episode finding out that oh. her father has died from rainies after she made her grand escape from king's landing and the dragon pit and she just is like, yo, girl, uh, I'm sorry. I mourn with you. But also, um, they just usurped your throne. So they're coming for you, and they're coming for your kids. And that, <laughs> that comes oh. off the heels of seeing her with her son, Lucerus, to kick off the episode. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of just talking to him. He's scared that Lord Corlys is going to die and he is not going to be a good leader for Driftmark. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really fun scene. Just kind of a nice little bonding moment between the two of them. He calls her perfect. And she's <laughs> like, uh, no, bro. I am far from perfect myself. But it just kind of shows, I don't know, the the really nice relationship she seems to have with all of her children. Yeah. And what a good mother she seems to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's made evident just in 
you know, because we don't get a lot of time per se, like with her and her kids directly, but even just the interactions, like when they're in the background or when she's like holding them in these crazy or stressful situations, her protective nature, it's just, it continues to be in stark contrast to Alicent, who is pushing her son to the throne, but uh, we haven't really seen that on her side at all. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I totally forgot to mention just um, Aegon's like running away. That was so fucking crazy. Like he really was about to pull a um, what's his name, Lainor. Um, yeah. And just run and hide. Um, which I thought was yeah. so interesting. You know, like I know he didn't want the crown when he was younger, but it's crazy to see him older and still running yeah yeah it was uh he was just an interesting character because i mean i was agreeing with him i was like look i'll let you run away yeah i was i was cheering for him i was like get away me too me too (laughs) run away (laughs) um but it was an interesting thing to see him change Mm -hmm. once the crowd cheered for him Mm -hmm. and suddenly suddenly he started being like oh well maybe i can do this and i feel like I feel like that happened because he never felt love from his father. Uh He asks his mother if she loves him and she calls him an imbecile. And suddenly there's a group of people that loves him and is cheering for him when he's felt so unloved by his entire family because he's a little shit. Um, Because he likes to watch children and bite and beat each other to death. Exactly. Exactly. But as much as I love Viserys, he did neglect those children um and it's sad it's like i don't even think he wants power he just wanted that love and acceptance and if power is going to give him that then he'll take it it's just so sad yeah but he's a piece of shit that's not me i do not like Aegon, but i just understand the motivation in that moment yeah yeah it's been an interesting character watch for him certainly yeah but here yeah we get that moment and you see Rhaenyra, this uh, the beginning of this episode is so brutal for her because mm. she's told her father's dead in the same sentence that she's also told they have moved to usurp her and have already named Aegon king of the seven kingdoms mm-hmm. and that obviously they are coming for her and her children. That kind of sends her. They made made it seem like it kind of sent her into miscarriage or yeah, uh, sent her into labor and. So she goes off and we see um, she's like refusing everyone's help mm-hmm. and uh, is just trying to go through this, the pain, and she gives birth to a stillborn. I thought it was an interesting choice to cut between her and Cyrax in yeah. that yeah. and show Cyrax really feeling her pain. Um, I love that it shows their connection, though. I think that's really yeah. good. I thought that was an interesting thing. And they, I think they've done a really good job of that this whole season. Really, like, the, I know a lot of us have wished there were more dragons, maybe, mm-hmm. as we've gone on. But I love that they have really done a good job of showing that connection between Dragon Rider and Dragon here. Because um, we did see it quite a bit with Daenerys and Drogon. Um, yeah. But I like how they've done it here as well. How'd you feel about this opening? Oh, it was brutal. It was really hard to watch the uh, stillbirth. Um, And just seeing her in so much pain. Um, And you could tell, like, she's rejecting the help because, like, I think that this physical pain was allowing her to fully grieve 
Uh, like, if she was weeping that hard over the loss of her father and the loss of the throne, people would think of her as crazy. But when she's in this significant amount of pain, she can fully, like, express all of the anger and fear and sadness um, fully. Like, because there's an ex- there's not an excuse, but she's also going through an extremely scary and painful physical thing as well as emotional and I think that she didn't want the handmaidens to help her because she wanted to fully feel it and be in control of that situation in that moment. And it seems like she knew, it, like she didn't know, but it feels almost like she knew that there was going to be a loss of her child. Um, and so she's just experiencing three major losses all in the same moment. And it's very hard to watch Emma to RC. They, they did such oh. a fantastic job at making it feel so real but that made it very difficult for me to uh to sit through it i the the i don't know why but the um childbirth scenes have been so much harder for me than the brutal murders um and there's this is the third one now in this show and they're devastating it and it makes sense it it actually is so much more accurate feeling for this time not that this is a real place or time but um it feels extremely accurate but it's incredibly hard to stomach while it's happening um and i just thought emma did such a brilliant job in portraying all of the all of the feelings she'd be experiencing in that moment yeah it was it was a again i mean the acting and all of these scenes had just been top here because yeah. they are brutal to watch each and <sighs> every time and this one was no different and you're like oh my gosh and then she's like cradling the the baby when Damon comes in and you're like mm. oh my gosh but in that moment we see Lucer or Luceris and Giseris come in and we kind of see Giseris take is once again kind of reaffirming that he's a kind of natural born leader yeah um, yeah jace is a very good king <laughs> yeah he's type. got that material all over him yeah. and she kind of gives him the reins and is like yeah go to damon and nothing is to be done mm-hmm. without my leave okay mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she kind of knows uh because even when they asked her like where's damon she's like uh, i don't know losing his mind somewhere yeah yeah descending into madness uh <laughs> She knows he's very tempered um, Mm -hmm. and would not take the news that Rainey's brought well. He even insinuates some things about Rainey's. I was like, oh, Damon's going to come for you, girl. Watch (laughs) out. Um, So Jace gets to go in there and kind of is like, whoa, 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 hold on. You're making all these plans and doing all these things. My mom says no until she's here. And Damon's like, well, okay. Still send that raven. Uh, And then it's like, all right, come with me, Jace. And we see that moment of Damon really leans into the ideology of lead by fear. Yes. Yeah. Um, with those King's guard again, it's not a full on, like it's not bad behavior necessarily what he does. Cause he's like, look, y'all already, look, are we acknowledging Rainier queen? If we are, you're good. If you want to go with the traitor, then you can get a clean death now. <laughs> or if you, you know, swear fealty here and betray, trust and believe you'll die and it won't be a clean death. Yeah. <laughs> and then our boy Caraxes with his like cute little whistles and like cracks uh, that he makes hops on over the ledge. <laughs> I love Caraxes. Me I'm too. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> so we just see 
Yeah, all of this has built up on Rhaenyra, and she has literally just no time to process Mm -mm. anything. And that's what's so sad about it. Like, like their coup obviously makes you angry at what they did, but it's also such a tragedy. Like, even for someone like Alicent, who was the voice of reason last week, for sure, um, she takes just a second uh, to mourn Viserys. Like she does. I'm glad they included she does. that. Yeah. She's the only one last week who took a moment to just stop and mourn this man. <laughs> nobody else did. Yeah. And like I said, he doesn't even get, nobody gets a chance to acknowledge the death. Damon doesn't really get a chance to process his brother's death. Rhaenyra mm-hmm. has to process, you know, her claim being taken, the death of her father, and now the death of this child, but she can't. Like, yeah. there's no time to process because they've you know, already went into this treachery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's like, was so sad. And I loved Emma's just portrayal of everything in this episode. They were so good in this whole episode. But They're amazing. As we go through it, and it's really a tragic visual demonstration of that when Rhaenyra and Damon are burning their child. They've, they've set up the little pyre. <sighs> and it's in that moment that Eric, the one... <laughs> The one twin, uh, this is George's wildest moment. Yeah. To name twins, Eric and Eric is wild. It's George evil. R. R. Martin. It's it evil. is ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God. But we see that he has fully, where he went when he ditched his brother mm-hmm. is to come to Rainier. And he was like, nah, I'm not going along with this. He goes, he takes Rainies, and then he snatches the throne, or not the throne, the crown yes. from Viserys. Yes. So he gets Viserys' crown and heads to Dragonstone. And it's during the burning ceremony that he arrives. And in this pretty epic moment, I will say, he bends the knee, presents the crown to the rightful queen yes. of the Seven Kingdoms, damn it. <laughs> um, but it's, again, a really great visualization of she doesn't even have time to mourn this baby. Yeah. Because she's thrown into the situation that has been laid upon her. She's accepting this crown. And yeah, how'd you feel about that coronation scene? It's fucking brutal. Just thinking about what you're saying about how she didn't get to mourn. But I thought that coronation scene was so fucking awesome. (laughs) Uh, It really, she's been, um, she's kind of been the big dog since childhood, since her father, uh, did her coronation her first coronation mm-hmm. and um it's really it was such a good setting up of like the underdog um just seeing how small but loyal her group was yeah and uh eric is fantastic i thought that's i just thought the whole like doing the whole speech like the white cloak speech but for her um that's what that was right Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the king's guard of the white cloaks whatever mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. um i thought it was so so good and it was cool it was great seeing damon like crown her um yeah. i have a lot of thoughts on damon and rhaenyra in this episode but i thought this scene was very good um yeah and everyone except rainies she's the only one yes. who doesn't bend the knee yes here. and i do like it it like shows rhaenyra's face and rainies and i feel like rhaenyra like, like Rainey's looks very proud of Rhaenyra. Like this, like I'm sure that that was hard for her seeing Rhaenyra have that group of people in support because 
of what happened with her and how she was supposed to be queen and and was not. But um, she almost looks proud of Rhaenyra. And I feel like Rhaenyra understands Rainey's thought process. It felt like a moment of understanding between the two of them, if that makes sense. Well, it just also, once again, shows a stark difference from the Greens last week who were imprisoning people and hanging them. Yeah. And they don't do that. Like, there's... there's obviously they want her support clearly, mm-hmm. but they don't really try to threaten Mm-mm. or intimidate Rainey's as she's very clearly, she doesn't bow her head later either when they come in. Yeah. She's very clearly on her own and she makes that well known. Even the moment she comes in, she's like, I'm doing my duty to my house and uh, my, my people by coming here to give you this warning. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not here to swear fealty to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still, uh, I have not done any of that. I'm still chilling on my own currently. Um, and they make it clear, but Rhaenyra allows her to stay there and is really still accepting of Rainey's mm-hmm. through that. Um, I think partially she still feels a little bit of that guilt with her son. Yeah. Also, as we saw before, but also, I think she just has a respect that she did give her that courtesy. She has a respect for Rainey's at large still. Um, but yeah, then we go to that war council. They've named her queen. And she enters the room, obviously, to all the, the fanfare, the wonderfulness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get to see kind of the, the old school uh, table. The like planning table yeah. that we got to see with Stannis and then with Daenerys Danny, in yeah. Game of Thrones. Both of them use that little table. Obviously, it's a little different. Things looked a little different. Some different houses on the board <laughs> back here in these days. I thought it looked so cool when they lit it up, though. Like watching it go yes. from dormant to like alive with the, the red and orange was so mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. But they're basically just kind of strategizing. And the whole table uh, is like, all right, we got to strike now. And Rainier is the one to take the approach. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to fortify our allies, basically. Yeah. Like, I need to know who's on my side, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Who do we got in our back pocket? While the rest of them are like, all right, well, sure, but let's go ahead and just attack now. Um, but it's in this moment that we kind of see Rainey's watching Rainiera. And you, again, see her being proud of her yeah. and kind of being, that's kind of the moment that solidifies the choice and the push that she makes later in the episode, I think, is watching her at this war council. But, I mean, I'm not going to say I totally disagree with some of the takes, particularly from Damon. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I, I, I love the takes from Rhaenyra that she'd rather not yes. be queen than be queen of Ash. And, and it's like. It seems almost like a a, PTSD to Daenerys uh... that I was just (laughs) about to say. I was just about to say it felt so hard. You know, we both love Daenerys. We both know that. Um, It felt very hard after seeing. I think Daenerys would rather not be queen than be queen of Ash. And I I think she would have felt the same way. Um, Mm -hmm. But it felt like a little nod to that. Um, It's very difficult. But Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's, but this first one isn't where Damon gets a little too out of pocket. Um, yeah, again, it's like his he's king. Yeah, his suggestions I don't uh, disagree with in a lot of these circumstances. Like, I'm really on that bordering line. I'm like, oh, like, I know, I agree. We don't need to be burning down cities to accomplish a crown, mm-hmm. certainly. Mm-hmm. But also, I do agree we need to strike. 
<laughs> because yeah. I think everybody was like, we do need to take action. Even Corley's later in the episode was like, oh, girl, you're not, what's going on? Um, yeah. So I think there's like a fine line and I'm interested. How are you feeling? Well, let's talk about this. Sorry. Listen, I'm all over the place. No, you're brain this week. Um, let's get to the bridge. While they're in there the first time, they're like, hey, yo, somebody's out here on the bridge. Uh, and yeah. they require all of you to come out. So Damon heads on back out to that bridge we saw earlier in the series. Mm-hmm. And once again, faces off with his fave, Otto Hightower, out <laughs> there on the bridge. And Otto's like, look, I was instructed to give this message to Rhaenyra and Rhaenyra only. Mm-hmm. Which I do think is an Alicent command. Um, and I yes. think that is a command of her being like, I don't trust Damon. I don't trust anyone. I want her to hear hear it, you know, hear me. Yeah. For me. Agreed. Like Agreed. I want this to get through to her. Cause again, I, you know, as much as I don't like Alicent overall, I do think she genuinely she wanted to to do what she could, I guess, to try and at least talk to Rhaenyra. Yeah. Uh, and their bond and anyone else in the middle would have been a, a mess. And unfortunately, I mean, her father is one of those people and she sent him and put him in the middle and he is a mess. So mm-hmm. <laughs> she continues to trust that fool. Now, I don't think he lied per se uh, about anything, but, you know, his delivery obviously was very uh, confrontational. Yeah. About this the king and blah 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 so he's like where is the queen well she once again pulls that same move she pulled earlier just this time she's not on Otto's side at all <laughs> um and flies in on Cyrax gives a nice kind of like Rainey's did last episode a nice little don't forget yeah you know yeah a power move it was definitely a power move to ride Cyrax on over to the bridge <laughs> like hey y'all Remember, remember the dragon, Otto. <laughs> you ain't got none. You ain't never gonna have one yourself. So just, just keep it in mind as we oh talk out here. I can roast you all at any moment. Thank you. But he gives her the message. The ideas there. I loved Damon's retort when he's like, "Uh, your sons with a- Damon will be treated like with the respect that their positions n- deserve. They'll be cupbearers and uh, scribes and all this." And Damon's like, "Like hell, they will. Be. I'd rather <laughs> see them dead than to serve yeah. Aegon." I was like, "Yeah, that kicks my ass." Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's ready to roast them up. And again, look, this is why I am a Targaryen. I'm sorry. I I try to be peaceful, y'all. I try. But once again, I would have roasted that damn bridge. I'm sorry. It would have been over. You are traitors. You are traitors Mm -hmm. that came here Mm -hmm. (laughs) to usurp the throne and talk this mess. I'm not sending you back with a message. The message is that you don't come back. So (laughs) I love uh, it. I love it. But they have a throwback, and uh, he hands her this page that is a page from the book that Rhaenyra kind of mm-hmm. gave Alicent. I think in the first episode, it was like uh, either obviously episode one or two, but I think it was episode one. I think it was two. As a reminder of like their friendship and kind of Alicent's way of being like, I'm really, I'm, I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> no, and the fact that Alicent kept it all that time, I was just. Yeah. I mean, I know, again, in the book that they are not, it is not yeah. the same relationship between the two of them. I think that that was a wonderful choice for the show. 
It adds yeah. so much more weight mm-hmm. that they loved each other so deeply um, when they were children. And I thought that was such a beautiful moment. It made me so sad because, like, Allison is betraying her in the most, like, destructive, yeah. horrifying way possible. But she does love her. And it's like, but if you really loved her, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. It's just so horrible. It's so sad. Yeah. It's like, girl, I mean, this is <laughs> like the way she talked last episode. It just is like when she told Rainies that, like, you know, you'd have to, we're trying to lead with peace here. Oh. And it just is a, a fully misguided. Yeah. way of thinking at the wet at the best assuming the best of allison it's just so misguided everything she's doing it, thinking it's like the peaceful way thinking that she can somehow not hurt rhaenyra mm. by doing what she's doing and it's like girl please like we're <laughs> what you've done is i mean it's all in motion yeah what you exactly. did, chose to do and what you chose to push last week i mean it's over like i'm sorry but everything is over now <laughs> mm. um but yeah, I definitely would have roasted that bridge. I'm sorry. It would have been I would have too. Otto Hightower. I wanted I, them ooh. too very badly. Ooh, I lived for her snatching that hand off of his coat and throwing it off. <laughs> I lived. That was like when I was like, yes, right oh, here. <laughs> so good. Um, but they don't. They they let Otto go back with his men and said she'll send a message on the the next day. Uh, at first, I thought maybe it was so that she had time to kind of like maneuver. Um, but I guess she does still try to maneuver, but they don't make it. I don't guess explicit in that choice why she yeah. was like, "Oh, I'll let him know." Because uh, <laughs> yeah. girl, we knew you wouldn't. Please. So then we get to like the second war council. This is where I was really like, all right, no, I do somewhat agree with Damon. It's more his ideas on this one of like sacking places or like taking places now and, you know, cutting off the supply to King's Landing and laying siege. I was like, look, uh, sounds good to me. Sorry. <laughs> look, again, I maybe a hindsight. We've been through this before in season seven where a dragon rider apparently could easily take siege to the whole yeah. damn city the with whole city. little with little effort with no resistance uh but she was talked out of doing it and it caused just a whole lot more mess than it did any good but yeah. you know hindsight's 2020 but it's in this moment where he's just overstepping his bounds and over talking Rhaenyra mm. and in open public, just kind of like being like, girl, please. Uh, <laughs> so she dismisses everyone and uh, he chokes her. <laughs> oh, my God. That made me so upset because I feel like I get that he is grieving the loss of a child, the loss of his brother. He's stressed out. But number one, it's never OK. And number two, I feel like Damon has so strongly like defended Rhaenyra protected Rhaenyra since she was young like anyone steps to her and he fucking kills them um and whether whether or not you like their relationship there has always been a protection from him towards her and he's had opportunities when she was a child to end that bitch and he never did Mm -hmm. and um that felt a little out of character for him to just choke the fuck out of her like come on now it wasn't necessary (laughs) like 
And it wasn't even really like I, he was semi, I don't know what his point was, like power, like showing the might of power in I, that moment because she was trying to show restraint. Like, I don't I, I didn't get it. It's I like he just it. wanted I, her to listen like to him. But like, that's not what you do. It just didn't yeah, seem I'm, like Damon. Damon. OK, it would seem like Damon if it was to literally any other character in the show because he's brutal as fuck. But yeah. I feel like the whole appeal of his character is that he will kill anyone at the drop of a hat, but he has always been protective over her. So to take that away, it's like, yeah. um, who is he like then? It. I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah I didn't like it. Uh, see, that was one of the that was one of the couple weird choices that that was made this episode that I just. It did feel very out of character. We've never even, we've never seen him do something like that. I mean, I guess, yeah, he kind of threw her under the bus, you know, when they were little or when she was, you know, younger. Mm. Um, but it to have him choke her like that. No, yeah. I was like, oh, no, this is, I don't like this at all. <laughs> no, and like, no, it just seemed very out of character for him. I don't know. It was whack. No. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I agree. But then we move along to see Lord Corley's is alive. Uh, you know, his demise was written off too quickly. He he made it through. He broke the fever. <sighs> and so Rainey's, she is just running around delivering the bad news, just really blunt to yeah. everybody. Yeah. She did it to Rhaenyra, and then she does it to him. She's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Viserys is dead, and so is your brother. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what the hell? And she's <laughs> like, well... He did, you know, overstep his bounds and Damon beheaded him. And at that moment, Corliss is like, well. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> well, you know. Um, but Corliss is kind of in a place as well where he decides, no, okay, fine. We're not going to support Rhaenyra. We're going to just, you know, take our grandkids and try to live a happy little life out in fantasy land. Mm-hmm. And once again, as a realist, Rhaenys is like, that will never happen. Yeah. I mean, as long as Aegon is king, those our grandchildren will never be safe. So we can't just go off and pretend we have no part of this any longer. And uh, also, I've been sitting in on those councils, and she is literally the only thing keeping us from just plunging into straight, you know, yeah. fire and blood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she is the only reason the blacks have not already taken to the skies to rain down fire on, you know, whatever they can, basically. Mm. And so it's in that moment that, you know, House of Valerion kind of decides, all right, well, officially, we're back in it and we're back on Team Rhaenyra. We're we're Team Black again, for mm-hmm. sure, this mm-hmm. time. <laughs> Which I was happy about. Um, And I do like that it it was a little bit more merit-based in decision, you know, because I've been a little frustrated that they really changed it so that, you know, because the death of um, Lenor really put that unneeded stress on the relationship. So I didn't love throughout the season. It's like, ah, I don't love this whole Rainey's Rhaenyra yeah. Uh, discontent. I wish, you know, I like it better when they're on the same team. But I do really like that it was her watching and her kind of making the intellectual mm-hmm. decision of she would be the best leader. Mm-hmm. She's seen the greens in action. She's seen the blacks in action. And she's like, no, this is the person I choose to support. Yeah. 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 And that's what I mean, makes me respect Rainey's more too. <laughs> me, yeah, me too. And I feel like it's, 
Uh, yeah, I it, I can't believe that there are Team Green people online. But I feel like this is the show very blatantly telling us, like, you are supposed to be Team Black. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I've been wondering the same thing, even from the book. I was like, there are Team Green people? What's How is that even possible? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Uh, and most of the reasons are sexist. Oh, well, it's the precedent. Da, da, da. Yeah. Okay, well, please. Um, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about no precedent. I'm just going to be real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so then we see Corliss, you know, walking in with his cane. He's, he's still struggling a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I like that he just doesn't like tell Rhaenyra. He's like, let me see what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me survey the table real quick. <laughs> Who you got on your side, Rhaenyra? <laughs> Let's see what's happening. <laughs> but she's, you know, we're bringing up very familiar folks here. They're like, look, the Lannisters ain't shit, ain't never been shit. Um, we'll never get them on our side. Uh, they're a lost cause. But the yeah. Tullys of River Run, we just got to remind them who they swore fealty to. Let's fly north. We mm. got to get the Starks. Just remind the Starks who they pledge their allegiance to. And then we got to go on over to the Baratheons and Storm's End and tell them as well. Um, plus, they're like, oh, and the Vale and the Aarons. And they're like, the Aarons and the Baratheons have literal bloodlines. You know, my yeah. mom was an Aaron and the Baratheons... Uh, Princess Rainey's has Baratheon blood in her. So got to remind him of the family, you know, who you supporting. All your peeps are on our side now. All the blood is over here. Uh, and, Cor and then she's like, but you know who we do want is uh, Driftmark and House Valerion. Mm. And I have to say, I feel like they had no... Like, yes, it was nice that Rainey's did it out of merit, but it was also like... You know, with Corliss, you've already adopted these kids, and Rainey's you as well. Those two boys are her daughters or her sons. Um, so it's kind of hard to break that bloodline. Yeah. And secondly, your granddaughters are betrothed to them, her sons. So it's kind of hard to break that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's how you know the the heir to Driftmark is one of her children, and obviously supports her in the war. It's kind of hard to break with that, um, but but it's nice for Corlys to be like, look, you got it, you got, we're here. You have the full support of House Valerion, and guess what? While I was out there getting this fever, I took control of them damn steps. And unlike the last time <laughs> when Damon took it over like that, I I locked this mess down. Yeah, this time, okay, it's not going anywhere They're now. Not coming back, so we're gonna cut off the stream of the all of the goods and stuff coming into King's Landing. We're gonna cut it off and start there, and then we can lay siege to the capital. But then they're like, look, though, I mean, at the end of the day, we can talk about sieging, but we don't have the soldiers here. Yeah. So we got to go get the people, go get these houses that we think are loyal to us and actually have them show the loyalty. <laughs> but one interesting thing, particularly from one of the, the council members is like, look, all of this talk about soldiers is great and all. But let's not forget House Targaryen. What has you here in the first place? Dragons. Right, right. <laughs> What's the count on the damn dragons? Where do we stand when it comes to dragons? <laughs> 
so they do a little breakdown real quick. They're like, all right, here's where we got our dragons over here, and here's where we got our dragons over there. We hear about all these unclaimed dragons that are still on Dragonstone. We have three just wild dragons that roam Dragonstone, plus, you know, Sea Smoke, because Lenor is gone, mm-hmm. which that's the one, I, I don't know if we talked about that, but that's the one interesting kind of foil that's brought in with Lenor still being alive Sea Smoke oh. shouldn't Sea Smoke shouldn't be able to take a new rider. You're he's still right. bonded to Lenor because he's still alive. <laughs> I wonder if in season two they'll address that or like they'll realize that he's still alive by that. Yeah. So that's it'll super be interesting, interesting to see what they do with Sea Smoke, but we also have Vermithor, who was the old king, the first one who, mm-hmm. you know, refused to make a decision and ended up putting Viserys on the throne for it. His dragon is there. And I believe there was a third dragon that I'm like blanking on now that is on the island that has a name, has has been written before, but is not, maybe it's Silverwing, uh, but has not been fully claimed. So they do their dragon count and are like, all right, let's do it. And then Rhaenys <laughs> is like, cool, I'm going to go patrol um, the Stepstones with Maylees. We'll make sure that that all situation goes well. Let's send the envoys up north to the Vale and then head on up to Winterfell and then we gotta send somebody on over to Storm's Inn for Baratheon and she's like send the ravens but her boys are like wait or Jace specifically is like wait no 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 dragons are faster let us do this and it was a nice call back to her kind of telling her dad like dad you have dragon bags yeah. like let me do this No, it, <laughs> yes yeah, how'd you feel about all that that war planning, the Valerians come around, the whole bit? It was fun. Um, I love it, it reminded me a lot of Danny. Um and yeah. that whole gang trying to plan what she's got going. Um, I enjoyed it. I forgot or I guess I never fully grasped how many dragons there were at this time and it's so sad that they all die like it makes me so sad um but no this was the last moment i had any fun in this episode so (laughs) that was nice fun episode a fun moment next yeah Um, because we see daemon he's already gone oh true and apparently he's on a mission he's on a mission to go you know, quell the dragons out of their lairs uh, because these yes, like yes. once the dragons are all by themselves, they just go like make a lair somewhere and they're like, hey, all right, I'm chilling. Um, so it wasn't confirmed in the episode, but people online think it's Vermithor, who was the old king's big dragon. That's such an that- insane name. <laughs> <laughs> Vermithor. <laughs> that Damon approaches. I love that he's like singing in high Valerian. I know. Approaches this. Yes, yes. (laughs) And the dragon like breathes out fire. Is like, nah, brah. I don't know about you. But then they make eye contact, and again, they can't really bond because he's he's got his own bond with Caraxes. But there's like a level of almost respect, like Mm -hmm. this Valerian respect between he and Vermithor in that moment. Mm -hmm. So we don't see the the resolve of that, but. We got the setup of Damon like being a Pokemon trainer of the dragon. Not a Pokemon trainer. Going around around from gym to gym to collect the dragons, I guess. Um, But (laughs) that's so good. His teeth were gnarly too. I was like, oh, look at this like mouth (laughs) design on this dragon because that's mostly what we saw of him. I'm like, damn. 
Yeah. He looks pretty ferocious. I will I will say that. Vermithor looked intimidating he as hell. Old as hell, too. Yeah, he he was giving off Vagar vibes. Uh not as big and not as old, but uh similar uh, mm-hmm. to many extents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see the last moment with Rhaenyra and Jace and Luke oh. before they fly away. She has them swear on the book <laughs> to <sighs> not encounter like to not fight anyone and luke is more than happy yeah. he runs up to that book and is like i I'll, i swear i won't fight i'm just a messenger jace is he's a little bit more precocious he's like fine i'll just be a messenger mom. i love jason so much <laughs> oh my gosh he's like, all right sure and she gives reasoning she's like all right luke, luke uh jace i'm sending you north stop in Aaron. they should be very friendly those mm. are my mother's people uh they should accept you warmly and then you're going to keep on north. And once you get on up to Winterfell, you're pretty close in age to Craigon Stark. So, you know, try to try to smooth him up. You know, man talk, boy talk. Y'all around. Befriend him. Yeah, find common yeah. ground. Um, and as someone said earlier, Starks are, are one of the last groups to break an oath. So just, you know, remind them that yeah. they are. They did make an oath. Uh, and the Starks are the people that usually will abide by that oath that they've made. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Luke, Storm's End is the closest. You ain't, I'm not sending you all the way up to freaking north. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm giving you the shortest flight. The easy one. I'm giving you the easy one, Luke. And the Baratheons, again, they are kin to Rainies, you know, so they should. He's proud. He likes the pomp and circumstance. He should accept you warmly. So off you go. Get to it. And we see Maylees as well as their two smaller dragons oh, take flight. Yeah. And Arax, Luke's dragon, is so little and cute. Such a tiny dragon. And Luke is so tiny. <laughs> So they're so cute, trying to like keep up with the other two dragons as they all head out, and then we get to Storm's End, and mm. it lives up to its name as there is a storm raging yeah. when Luke lands. And it's funny we heard about Storm's End a lot in Game of Thrones, yep. and obviously we know it's the ancestral house of Baratheon uh, that's their house, but we, mm. I don't. I don't think we ever made we, yeah. a trip to Storm's End. I do not believe we ever see Storm's End in Game of Thrones. Yeah, they never go there. So it's interesting to finally get to go to Storm's End. It's like this little island, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we we land and, you know, Luke is like, cool, cool. He gets greeted by the guards and then we hear a rumble and he looks back mm. And we see the giant Vagar, who's too big to even, like, fit inside of the courtyard. Yeah, yeah. His little dragon landed easily in the courtyard, but we got Vagar's huge ass, like, peeking up, just like, look, hey, I'm over here on the other side of this big old wall. Uh, oh, my gosh. You're like, oh, my gosh, she is so damn big. Uh, oh. But that also means Amund is here if Vagar is here and so we meet boros bullet baratheon he's like what the hell are you doing here boy uh <laughs> making jokes like oh the dragon don't know who its leader is because the king already came and we get a hint that boros can't read because he calls yeah. in the maester to read it for him <laughs> immediately yep <laughs> he's like where's the maester um 
he's kind of told basically Rhaenyra her her approach was literally remember who you swore your allegiance to and remember whose kin you are and he's like who you gonna marry boy they came here with marriage packs like you come here just telling me to remember I don't think so which daughter are you gonna marry and little Luke is like uh I can't I'm already betrothed to somebody sorry (laughs) and Baratheon's like all right then get out uh you ain't got nothing for me that means i'm going with Aegon's side then which is like so sad this is one especially in the book they make it pretty clear uh they kind of thought that they had house baratheon just on On their side yeah they did they thought that he was on lock that they they were going there just to secure it but they thought they were like, oh, yeah, Baratheon for sure is going to be on our and side. I did, too. I mean, I love the Baratheons that we see in Game of Thrones. Like, like consistently, I love them. And, I mean, what's his name? Stannis sucks, right? But that's the exception of the three brothers. Yeah. He's the only one I don't like. Wait, is Stannis? Yeah. yeah, Stannis is the only one I don't like of the brothers. Um, And I was just like, yeah. Robert, like, he fucked up a lot, but he seems loyal, you know? Yeah. Um, no. Nope. No. Nope. No. No loyalty. I was shook. <laughs> he was like, screw this. Well, then we see, uh, he's like, all right, get out, boy. Go back to your mom. Mm. And he's like, all right, bye. But as he's leaving, that rotted ass Amond <laughs> oh, on yeah. the side, that rotten old almond with one eye. Uh, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You think you can just fly around wherever the hell you please and try to upend my brother's claim and my brother's throne? I don't think so. You still have a debt to pay mm. to me. Now stab out one of your eyes and hand it over and I take it back to my mom as a gift. And Luke is like, uh, no. <laughs> right, or he's like, no thanks. I'm, I'm not doing that. Um, and he's like, oh, so you're a coward, and starts running. Thankfully, at this moment, the Baratheon has some sense and is like, no, 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 no. This, you are not gonna kill this boy under my roof. Um, no bloodshed here. He came as a messenger. So go get that little boy to his dragon and get him out. <laughs> Which is yeah, um, the first thing that makes sense for sure. Yeah, he was like, I was like, okay, well, good, good on you for that move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, Amond, how old are you? This is a child, right? Look how little this boy is, and you started that damn fight. You were gonna bludgeon in your cousin's yeah. or nephew's head in with a rock, yep. sir. Yep. Like, you were not innocent. It sucks that you got an eye taken out, but you were treacherous. Okay, but genuinely, <laughs> like, how old is he? Because he looks as old as Rhaenyra. That's I know. People are like, he's supposed to be, like, what, maybe 20? He looks old as hell. Like, he looks like the older brother. Yeah, he looks and way older. He looks a decade older than Aegon. Uh, yeah, I saw a meme that was like, how old are you supposed to be, 16? Bruh, you look 30. <laughs> It's real. Ugh. It's true. Yeah, it's like okay. Like I think the actor is very good. They just yeah. cast someone who looks too old for the role. He he is a fantastic actor. He looks kind of like a movie version of Quentin Tarantino. Um <laughs> and he also looks yeah. old. Like I don't know, but nothing against him at all. I'm just yeah, like no. 
why are you as old as Rhaenyra? What's going well, on? Well, especially when you like have him, you know, kind of sparring off with a literal with babies boy. Yes, yeah, because like, Luke all also his... looks young for his age in the show. Like, yeah, he looks small. Jaceres, uh, sixteen, looks appropriate. Yes, this even Aegon, he looks like he could be, you know, just a little older, a little older than them. Okay. And then you have Amund, who looks like he could be their father. Like, it's... yeah, yeah, he looks <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Luke heads on out. He's looking nervous. He sees the storm already too, so he's already kind of nervous with Arax. Mm. So he gives him like a little pep talk. He's like, "Look, don't. I need you to listen to me, Arax. Mm. We gotta focus. It's treacherous out here." Uh, I also love that little Arax like ran to him too when he was running out I the know. door. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm so he sick. hops on. <laughs> he hops on and starts flying away. They do a good job of showing you how how raging the storm is. Yeah. Um, you know, he's struggling to get through the storm, and then we start to hear noises from behind. Oh. Good old Vagar and Amond are chasing him down in this storm. And kind of like, I don't know, antagonizing him. Yeah. And I don't know, bullying these two little guys oh, in yeah. the sky for no damn reason for something just so dumb. Um, and so they get away. They get away into this little cave. I was like, low key, I would have just parked it in there. Right. Like, once I saw right. that Vagar couldn't get in, I'll just wait for her homegirl to get tired, her big old ass to <laughs> land somewhere, and then I'll leave. Um, <laughs> Because I was like, no, just chill here. But he comes out and uh, we see that everyone's agitated. This storm has everybody agitated. They're all kind of like on edge. Mm -hmm. And uh, Arax decides to spit a little bit of fire at Vagar. And and we hear Lucerus being like, no, 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 listen. (laughs) Yeah, it's so cute. Like, we never see dragons, I feel like, doing stuff without their their writers telling them to and this little dragon's like no fuck you vega <laughs> yeah, he's like she's been chasing me she's trying to kill my ass <laughs> it's so cute but sad so then we see vega like shake it off and then start flying after them and mm. you kind of hear a amond be like no no vega yeah. chill out yeah and then they're up in the sky and vega literally eats mm. luceris and arax up <laughs> Yeah, and A Amon looks shook to his core. And Amon is yelling no, yeah. trying to get her to stop. And then yeah, when he sees what has happened is shook. He looks nauseous. Like it it's not good for him. And yeah. it's so it's so upsetting. So I did see that I saw a leak that Amund kills Luke. That's all I saw. I didn't see how, what happens. So I thought. Yeah, it was. House of the Dragon Twitter was treacherous this week. I know. I had to mute it. Leaked online. Mm. Woo! I mean, avoiding the spoilers was. (laughs) It was hard. I literally tweeted. I was like, hey, what's. Because I saw a bunch of people angry. I was like, yo, did I miss something? Like, is there an episode? And I just really straight up missed it. And someone was like, no, nah, bitch, like the whole episode leaked. So I was trying to be really careful. I did <laughs> see that Eamon killed um, Luke and I was very, or sorry. Yeah, Luke. I was very yeah. sad and just thought he like, it was in like a sword battle or like in cold blood. So to see that it was an 
accident? I was so surprised by that. I was not expecting that at all. And then here's this spoiler. Uh, Book fans are surprised by it too. (laughs) Okay, so that does not happen in the book then. No. There is no indication that it was just a mistake that uh-huh. Vagar acted on her own accord. Um, I mean, I guess, again, uh, so this show has kind of, like, I think I've told you this before, they've minorly changed every single death so far. So mm-hmm. they happen more or less in the same vein or kind of in the same circumstance, but the the stuff surrounding or leading straight into the death is almost always changed. Yeah. And then we have Lainor, whose outcome has changed, though the event more or less stay the same the outcome is kind of changed um so in this um, that's the that's the thing so with this and even with Alicent these two things being a big misunderstanding I find just a tad frustrating I'm not gonna lie that's because fair that's fair I feel like it's really taking autonomy out of some of our characters mm-hmm. Like Allison thinking she's acting on behalf of Viserys's wish instead of, you know, for her own, you know, just making her choice like yeah. she does, you know? That's fair. No, that is fair. And seeing her conflicted, I do enjoy, but I kind of, I didn't love the whole prophecy thing and her thinking she's fulfilling somebody else's prophecy. Mm. So I think you could have still made her conflicted about hurting Rhaenyra or like, the way episode nine happened where her council was conspiring behind her back. Yes. I did like <laughs> you that. You could have still done that yeah. and, and made it still be her choice, but that be kind of the realization moment of what her choice was doing mm-hmm. and the consequence and bloodshed that her choice was going to cause without it being like a misunderstanding. If, if you catch my drift. Um, no, I totally get that for sure. And then here again, I mean, I guess it makes Amond more of a gray character. Because uh, mm. he is a straight up just, I mean, he's a damn demon. I knew. I was just about to say that. demon. <laughs> yeah, demon. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I hate it per se because it's still his fault. Like, let's be very clear. So, greens, don't think that this makes you feel or look any better. No, he could have killed that boy even if Vagar didn't attack. He was chasing him and bullying him in a storm. This young boy. Yeah. Who could have just fallen the hell off of his dragon at any moment. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, also, you're playing games with dragons in the sky. Lethal beasts that could do this. Like, I don't know. I guess you get comfortable thinking they're going to listen to you. Um, But they are sentient, like dogs, they are sentient beings that if they don't want to listen to you, there's literally nothing you can do to stop a dragon. Yeah. If it doesn't want to listen to what the hell you have to tell it, it there's nothing. You're done. You're done. It's yeah. over for you. Yeah. So, I mean, it is still 100% his own fault. I don't even care that little Arax blasted Vagar with a damn fireball and made Vagar agitated or whatever the hell. No, 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 no. Amond should have never hopped on Vagar mm-hmm. and chased Luke into the sky in the first place. Yeah, like, because <laughs> what was his plan once he caught him? What was the yeah, goal? He just, he's yelling, you owe me a debt. What? You were going to try to cut his eye out in the middle of the sky? Like, yeah. what were you doing? What was the point of this other, I mean, uh, it was a stupid ass move that, I mean, was going to end in madness any which way. Like, uh, so he is still, no, no, no. There will be no Amond, uh 
what is it? Loyalty here. <laughs> no Amon apologist. Welcome. Thank you. No. <laughs> yes. But then we see Damon giving Rhaenyra the news oh. that Lucerus was killed by Amon. And have they made up at this point then? Because they seem like they're just fine after that. See, that's yeah. I mean, I guess, but it's very weird to not, I don't know, to get nothing in between. Yeah. No, we don't even see them together in between him running up and telling her that. No, exactly. And it's like odd when you think about it. Um, when you think about it in comparison to the last happy episode we got, which was seven, eight. Yeah. Um, where like even when they're alone, they're like holding hands and being affectionate towards each other. There's yeah. no way they grew to hate each other in two weeks. So what the fuck yeah. is going on? Yeah, I I really I don't know their relationship. This was like the worst depiction for their relationship so far to date. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and and I think it was like you said, it's just is too out of character and just didn't really need to be like this. Like there was really no point in making him choke her. There was no point in that this episode. No. And even moving forward from a book standpoint, I I mean they're going to have to make some major changes if they're wanting to go down that route. So I don't really understand the point of it no, to be honest. Not at all. Moving forward either, but. Rhaenyra turns after hearing the news and we get just that cries in her eyes, but look of anger, self-determination. It looks like Danny know? in that one, um, <laughs> <laughs> when she like, you know, the face, the Danny face, mm-hmm. and that one, the, the meme. I mean, it became a meme. The meme. For sure. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Um, it looked like that. Uh, very much so. So. How'd you feel? How'd you feel about the whole Vagar situation? Sick. Poor Luke. Sick to my stomach. I hated it more than anything. Luke is so <laughs> sweet and innocent, and I knew it was coming, but he's just a baby and a sweet boy, and he was so excited to marry his cousin one day. They were so happy, and I just... His stupid-ass <sighs> cousin who deserved that pig... Um. Ruined everything. And deserved deserved to be attacked. Like I mean, yeah, yep. <sighs> Vagar, why, girl, why? <laughs> Vagar, Vagar, it's not Vagar's fault. No, but I'm still. Sh- she's on timeout for me. I love her. Ma'am. She's in timeout though for me. Think of it, Vagar. If you had just eaten that little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. If you had just eaten that little boy when he came to you and accepted Raina uh, as your rider, the little girl who was waiting to go claim you, <sighs> we would not be in this predicament, girl. Um, so sad. You would be the most beloved dragon. We all would live for you, Vagar. Now we're all a little bit mad at you, girl. We're all you are in time out with your turkey neck, ma'am. Like that gobble is severe. And mm, I don't know, Vagar girl. We were so excited to see Vagar too, just from yeah, the beginning. I but, know. Uh, see, I mean, I guess, and it kind of proves Otto's point. Like he's right when he was like, "Yeah, that boy getting Vagar, that fiercest big dragon to our side, did wonders in this war for us." Mm. And she has made the first blow. But also, Greens, let's just let's tally it up. 
So people like to point at Damon being like the worst and, you know, a loose cannon, whatever. He's killed his wife. Okay. We didn't see it, though. I mean, he just kind of spooked the horse, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No proof. <laughs> uh, but he killed. But she would. That had nothing to do with the greens and how, again, the veil would have supported them regardless. So we're fine there. Yeah. And then he killed uh, Vaymon, who was literally committing treason. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, he was literally committing a crime punishable by law in the throne room. Um, so that's it. Greens. Crispin, good mm. old Sir Crispin. Crispin is mentally ill. <laughs> Joffrey. And then last week he killed Lord Beesbury, mm. who was very much Team Rhaenyra, obviously. Yeah. And then you all decided to hang Lord Caswell, who was Team Rhaenyra, in prison. All of the Rhaenyra supporters. And now mm. this week, you kill her son and the heir to Driftmark. Uh, again, how how do people justify that it right. it's not the Greens' fault that this happened? Right. You usurped the throne on top of all of this. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that, that you literally schemed to usurp the throne because you knew. Like, why are you sneaking yeah, around if you think you can shit. do it? That's what I was saying last week. How could you think that you're in the right when you have to do everything secretly? Yeah. And like, ugh. Sorry, yeah, my roommate. Alicent, if you thought you were on the right side of history. Of her story. And doing the right thing of her story. <laughs> and doing the right thing by Viserys. Why do you feel the need to sneak like this? Hmm? So hmm? sick and twisted. How'd you feel about season one overall? I love this show very much. These last episodes have made me feel physically and well. Um, <laughs> but I I tweeted earlier, I've not I have not loved a character the way that I love Rhaenyra in a very long time. And Danny may have been the last one. So I just feel so attached to this character, and it it has not yeah. been that way for me for a while so i love it so much and i can't wait to see what happens next but i'm scared and i hope that they change i hope they change a lot of things and i'm so sorry it's so loud um i hope they change a lot of things in season two look um see that's why i'm like damn they did change the fate of one of these kids i'm like look if we're gonna change stuff can we like change the stuff you know what i mean because right now we're just kind of like changing to make people less autonomous in what's happening in this war buildup. but if if we're really gonna start changing all this stuff in the book let's really change it like exactly exactly (laughs) that's what i agree moving forward there's a lot that i do not like that happens in the rest of this story so let's change it for real for real (laughs) but even last week oh i guess this is my question for you how did you feel about rainy's not burning that stage up i think she would have personally but i get it she didn't want to start the war it's not her war to start um but also they just held her captive. but also damn get revenge like listen to vigilante shit get your revenge (laughs) See, so that that was another big change from the book. Like, she doesn't do that shit in the book at all. Like, Rainey's is not even in King's Landing when they do that coup. Um, she's, I think, on Driftmark. I'm, I'm not 100% positive, actually. I don't think she's referenced. Uh, but, nah, they don't. <laughs> There's no Maylees bursting through the coronation. <laughs> I thought it was kind of badass, though. I, I like that change. 
listen, I live for it, but also it makes it, it did leave a lot of us being like, look, girl, we were all screaming Dracarys at home. Right, right. We were all yelling it to the, you could have prevented this whole damn war. <laughs> Rainies, damn oh. it, girl. I mean, she would have been a kinslayer. That's the other thing. That's true. That's true. Those boys, those Targaryen boys, I mean, they are her blood. Now, Alison, couldn't she at least just like chomped on Otto? Couldn't she at least just let Maylee so eat agree. Otto up? I you so know, agree. Crispin, Crispin ain't no no use to you, Rainies. Can't can't <sighs> Maylee just eat him? Yeah, come on now, yeah. girl. You don't need to roast everybody, I guess. But you know, um, listen, if it would have been Damon, this war would have been over. If he would have been true. the one that popped about that floorboard, this would have been done. <laughs> it's very true, and like I'm a little mad at him right now, but yeah. He, if people would listen to him, he would have ended things day one. And yeah. Yeah. I also think, because it's been a big thing of everyone was like, Daenerys, Daenerys would have said Dracar. <laughs> Real. Real. Um, I do wonder though, if it were her, if it were any one of her family. Mm. Because as much as D&D liked to say she was cold when she saw Viserys die, up until that point... She, even in earlier in that episode, she was like trying to save his life. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And I don't think Daenerys would have killed Viserys herself. I don't think she would. I mean, I don't think she would either. Maybe later. I mean, if we got far enough, maybe she would do it. Um, so if it were her family on the stage, I think Daenerys would have a problem also pulling the trigger and killing them all. But... Let's be real. Like season six, season seven, obviously season eight, Daenerys yeah. would have lit their asses up. But uh, <laughs> Rainey's is a lot older, so she's like, she's wiser, she's yeah. calmer, and she doesn't know. We all know that a war is coming. That you know is the downfall of House exactly. Targaryen. Exactly. At that moment, um, she didn't know. And in honesty, if she had done that, this is what I we kind of talked about with Pat last week is. If she had done that, what would the people of King's Landing's interpretation be? For sure. You know, for sure. It would have been Would they bad. rebel? Yeah. Would it be a big rebellion against Rhaenyra because they would have thought, you know, she did that and she just killed them and they killed the, the rightful king? You know, then it does it paint her as the usurper? So from a political move as well, it's probably better that she didn't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just saying I would have. <laughs> So bad. I'm just saying, <laughs> second cousins. Mm, that's far enough. I can do it. Uh, <laughs> no, that's so true. What about you, Maz? Would you have pulled the trigger I on that stage? Fuck them kids. Fuck that king. <laughs> I would have killed all oh, of God. them if they held me captive for two minutes. I'd have been like, "Yep, you're dead." Like, no, absolutely not. Especially when she knew why they did it yeah. and knew that her cousin that she did actually care for was getting, you know, screwed in his post life. Uh Yes. <laughs> yes. Nah, yeah. I would have been like, bye, y'all thought. Um, I know that that scene is controversial too, just cause she um also did definitely kill just some common folk when she burst through that floorboard yeah. like that. Uh there was uh, but that also does kind of set up in this story the people, the general people, and their 
they don't love dragons. No, you know, they don't. They're like, no, they're they very like uh, towards dragons. And this is kind of one of those instances that demonstrates that. And I think makes it a little bit more clear to us uh, watchers who are just like, fuck yeah, dragons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but instances like this where somebody just burst through the damn floorboard and killed your, your friends and your family. <laughs> yeah. Um, and flew up on out of there. But listen. I got to go. So I'm sorry to the people of King's Landing, but they was holding me hostage and yeah. I am busting the hell out. Yeah. And that is also blame Aegon. Why the hell are, are Alice and Otto? Who holds a coronation in the damn dragon what? pit? I know. I know. If one of them dragons just got loose on their own without a rider. Oh, hello. Exactly. Catastrophe. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Oh, but now we got to wait two years, man. I, I, I'm sick over that. That's so not what I want. Especially last time they made us wait two years, it turned out to be a disaster. It did. And I, I, I had so much fun and anticipation in those two years, just waiting, waiting, right. waiting. I felt disappointment and I don't want to feel disappointment again. So I need these people to start filming back to back <laughs> and I don't care. Uh, yeah, they're real people. I don't care. Give me my show. No, I'm just kidding. But like <laughs> two years is so long. Come on now. Uh, it's going to be a rough, rough. We're not going to have this show for two years. I know. It's so like, sad. It's been so fun on like, again, on, you know, House of the Dragon Twitter. Yeah. Uh, talking with the folks. I've already seen the memes of fuck them kids. They're I know. Like Aegon, Aegon yelling to Vagar. No, no. <laughs> Vagar, fuck them kids. I was like, oop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, y'all are too much. Y'all on Twitter, you work fast. You Seriously. work fast and furious to get this crazy ish posted, but I spend all Sunday night scrolling it and Me hollering. Too. I oh, I'm going to miss it. No other show has this, I feel like. The only one that came close to like Twitter being this fun was Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, I think Twitter was pretty fun during WandaVision. That's been like that's true. my personal close one because everyone was just going insane. No, that's week. really true. But I feel like even with WandaVision, people were a lot more like, you can't post spoilers, which like true. But also yeah. like I, I've had a lot of things spoiled for me. My personal belief is for shows, log off until you can see it. For movies in the theaters, I feel like it should be a couple days for books, it should be a couple weeks. But for shows, literally, just do not be on Twitter until you watch the episode. If I get spoiled, that's on me. And I have been spoiled. Um, Especially on a weekly show. You know? Exactly. Like, no, not, not for like a binge show. Season. Exactly. Yeah, it's not like they dropped all 10 episodes and we're spoiling episode 10 like so quick. Which happened you know? like Stranger Things season two, I believe, or season three. What someone did, it was so evil. The show premiered, right? It drops. Someone scrolled to the very end of the what? last episode of the of the sh- of the season and spoiled the death that happened. What That's evil? <laughs> they did that just to be mean. Whereas, oh like, my God. this show, it really feels like everyone came to a term together. Hey, we're gonna live tweet this episode, <laughs> and like everyone does it, and it's so fun. It's so fun. Um, and, and I was it, so sad. It just takes you back to the good days of it Game does. of Thrones. It does. Know? It really does. And I was so sad. I was like five days late on the last episode and yeah. things got spoiled. But I was like, yeah, 
that's on me. If I have time to scroll Twitter, I have time to sit down and watch the episode. It's an hour. <laughs> like, that's my fault. So I love I love Game of Thrones Twitter. It's so insane and so fun the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely nuts. But that was it. Uh, thank you all so much coming along on this journey with us as we discussed season one of Game of or not Game of Thrones. Lord, see, I got me <laughs> talking too much of Game of Thrones. Oh season one of House of the Dragon. I've had a blast. I have really enjoyed this season. It's been again a lot of fun. It really got us back into. A world I wasn't sure I would ever want to come back to. So (laughs) as much as, you know, God, I know I'm just such, I am a big Song of Ice and Fire nerd. But after I got scorned like that, y'all, it's been a years long scorning that I'm still, especially with this show coming back. I'm not over the scorning of Game of Thrones itself. I'm going to just tell you clearly. (laughs) Uh, But it's so nice to kind of be a part of something like this again like uh, what what we talked about even with the end of game of thrones was how that was gone like that atmosphere no show really filled that void as you said maybe up to euphoria kind of like that type of thing but i don't know it's it's just something about this world that gets people like so ready every single sunday and just brings this community of people together yeah Yep. Even if we fight. Even if we fight. It's so fun. Yeah. But thanks again for coming along on the journey with us. We'll see you again in two years. Thank you guys. See you in two years. <laughs> see you in two years. Until then, in the meantime, Mads, where can people follow you? You guys can follow me at Mads Fairchild on Twitter, at Maddie underscore Amadala on TikTok and Instagram. And you can listen to me talk like this about batman just a lot of yelling about batman at batshit pod on twitter perfect and you can find me at chili boy yt over on twitter and then chili boy productions on instagram and youtube i think i'm gonna do a comparison like a versus on season one of got versus house of the dragon i love that. people like talking a lot about it so i think i'm gonna have that coming up probably this week and then obviously my reaction so that'll be fun time so head on over if you you know want some more house of the dragon content at least this week and maybe moving forward who knows but thanks once again make sure you are following the podcast at cinemania world across all social media platforms And we'll see you in two years to talk Thrones, but much sooner than that to talk film and film news coming soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye.